GNS states there have been 392 earthquakes in the past seven days. Did you get that? 392 earthquakes in the past seven days. 1,516 earthquakes in the last 28 days. And we've had 19,620 earthquakes in the past year which makes us wonder if they are increasing in frequency and are they in any way related. To answer this and more, we're joined by Otago University's Professor Mark Sterling, who is the Chair of Earthquake Science. Kia ora and good evening, Mark. Thank you for your time tonight. Good evening, Susanna. Those numbers are quite, well, they're startling to a layperson like myself. Can you give us an overview of... New Zealand quakes of late? Sure. Uh, We're seeing New Zealand's uh, activity that is part of the um, plate boundary activity that you typically see in the country. Uh, At any time, uh, um, any time period, we will usually see quite high rates of activity uh, across the country, and sure, there's there's some um, variability, sometimes higher, sometimes lower, but um, being on a, a plate boundary setting that the country is on, where um, we generally see quite high rates of activity. And also, let's talk about the notable earthquakes that have happened beyond us. Thinking about Turkey, also recently Vanuatu, Papua New Guinea. Is this also part of the same plate activity? Not our uh, plates per se. No, well, uh, when you're talking Vanuatu and uh, other places around the Pacific, uh, we're, we're in, the, in the really big picture sense. We're part of the same uh, process. We're part of the what's called the Pacific Ring of Fire, which is a zone of many, many t- plate boundaries that go right around the Pacific, more or less. And it's a very active zone. And so in any one year or any one month or any one week, you'll see activity in various parts of that zone. But, you know, much of the way that maybe New Zealand's had a few more notable earthquakes in the last uh, week or so, um, you'll see other uh, areas having um, similar high activity. They're not particularly related in terms of one causing another. Uh, They're too far away for that to happen as far as our science um, research and understanding is concerned. But it's just that it's all a plate boundary environment and there's fluctuating but but over the long term high rates of activity all the way around. And over in Turkey, that is um, similar in terms of being another plate, important plate boundary Environment, not part of the Ring of Fire because it's on the other side of the world, but um, it's the boundary uh, between the Arabian plate and and the um, uh, the, the microplate that um, is the Turkish landmass is is um, owes its existence to. So there's a big fault there called the um, East Anatolian Fault that has had a long history and prehistory of major earthquakes, and it just happened to have its first event in, um, I don't know how long, but I think the previous event was back in the hundreds of years back. 
in time, I, I couldn't say. But yeah, related is all a part, part of being plate tectonics, um, plate boundary events, but um, not in terms of uh, actually causing each other over those distances. And so are there more earthquakes than usual, if there is a usual? Uh, n- not particularly. Uh, I, I, um, I think you know you do. Yeah, as I say, you do get you do get fluctuations, and I think when you have earthquakes happening in populated areas that are damaging, they're more notable than the earthquakes that are happening out in the middle of the ocean, like the Mid Atlantic Ridge or um, the East Pacific Rise, or, or the numerous earthquakes that happen around through Indonesia and stuff. Um, I, I I don't think and think there's any particularly um, higher rate of earthquakes on the on the international um, scene. It's it's just um, you know pluses pluses and minuses around the world, and the fact that some one or two of them have been more larger and some have been damaging that they are noticeable. When an earthquake happens, Mark, is it a harbinger for more to come? Is it a singular thing when an earthquake happens or can we expect more because it's happened? Oh, um, certainly you you can have uh, the situation where you get a major earthquake like the, the main shock that, that hit Turkey was 7.8. It was similar size to Kaikoura. And when you have a event that size, you'll always get aftershocks. So you do have earthquakes following. And sometimes, as happened with Turkey, you get um, triggering of, of earthquakes on adjacent fault systems. And, and there was there was a decent-sized earthquake that followed the, the Turkish event on a major fault system. So, yes, you, you, you will get increased activity in that area as a consequence of the earthquake. Uh, the more um, challenging thing is when you have a earthquake that might just that, say like a magnitude 5 or something like that. Um, sometimes that'll just occur as what we could, we ground or district, well, background earthquake in, in sort of seismic hazard speak. It happens um, but doesn't lead to anything bigger. But sometimes an earthquake like that leads to another main shock. Like every time we get a magnitude 5 ish earthquake at the south end of the Alpine Fault in New Zealand, we always think, oh, is this a foreshock for the Alpine Fault earthquake that we've talked about? But the ones that have happened in the last 10 or 20 years down there have not led to anything. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's unfortunately the way um, nature dictates it. Sometimes, yes. A lot of the time, no. I like that. Now, how about atmospheric conditions like weather or cyclones? Do they are they related? Are earthquakes impacted or related or connected in any way? Not as far as our scientific understanding is of of the physics of the earthquake process is concerned. The forces that produce earthquakes in the crust are just on a completely different scale to the forces are imposed on the surface of the earth by the pressures of cyclones. Uh, now, um, I say that uh, in terms of, um, you know, that I don't think cyclones can cause big 
quakes as far as our science is, scientific as un, understanding is concerned. There's just too much difference in, in that, as I was saying before. But um, things like um, we have noticed, like when, you, when, when hydro dams were built and lakes were filled up, the weight of the water on the crust caused micro-seismicity. And so there are sort of those, those kind of things that can be produced by, um, you know, non-tectonic, non-faulting, non-plectonic, tectonic type features. So that, that's the sort of thing, but I'm, I'm not, um, not aware of, of, of air pressure causing um, earthquakes, you know, the concept of earthquake weather. There's no, as far as I know, there's no physical basis for that. So when it comes to these numbers of earthquakes, should we be worried, Mark? Um, no more than normal. We're on a plate boundary environment and we we will experience fluctuations, but we'll uh, see over the long period, you know, over the longer term, we will see that seismicity rates are generally high because we're in a plate boundary setting. The the um, I mean, we've had a history uh, since you know our, our New Zealand history. We've seen a lot of major damaging earthquakes, uh, but they don't happen every day like these small ones that you're talking about. You know, the hundreds or thousands of earthquakes in the New Zealand region, or you know, onshore, offshore that that geonet, those geonet numbers come from. Uh, the 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 science, what the science we strive to do is trying to better forecast the locations and you know how often these events are going to to happen through time uh, and um, the trouble is that you know nature is very uncertain there's there's a lot of natural uncertainty uh, and so we can only express numbers in terms of of probabilities so um, but there are areas of the country where you're on the plate boundary the hazards higher than some of the other areas but um, we we in, we advocate not being worried but but acknowledging the issues of earthquake hazard and being better prepared for earthquakes we can't stop them we can't predict them we can't say when they're going to happen how big they're going to happen uh, you know location size etc we can't say that yet uh, and but we can say uh, that um, you know, there have been earthquakes in the past in these areas and in the Wellington region and the West Coast and Marlborough, they happen a lot more frequently than in Otago or Waikato or Northland or Auckland. Uh, but we still have to, you know, design our houses, design our lives to allow for the possibility of their occurrence. Uh, and um, that's the, 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 the being... Um, being safe, being aware, being prepared is, is the, the way we um, will, you know, ultimately be, be um, able to handle them a lot better than, than if we just sort of said it's never going to happen to us. So good to talk to you tonight, Mark. Thank you very much. It's been really enlightening and it's always, yeah, it's always just good to be reminded. Sure. Thank you very much. Have a good weekend. Yeah, uh, thanks. Bye-bye. Cheers.